<laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. This is Pastor E with Queen City Bible Church. We first of all want to say welcome to the queue. It's been a minute since I've been with y'all on a Sunday morning. I came back last Wednesday and I did an episode of the Straight Talk with the Q. Uh, we're glad to be back. We're honored to be back. We're still working on some other things, but man, we're just having a great time and a glorified time, as they say in the name of the Lord, for what he allows us to do. So man, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, continue to bless us, strengthen us, continue to always guide us towards the kingdom. God, continue to be with so many bikers. I know that's leaving uh, definitely uh, the flock that's flying away from Houston uh, this weekend. Allow them to fly home safely. Allow them to uh, just be protected by the Holy Spirit and the angels and the guardian angels that guards over us when we're on that highway. Continue to bless and strengthen Queen City Biker Churches. We just uh, put the pieces of the puzzle together so we can uh, have the face of Jesus Christ, which we know is in the heavens and the clouds. But we want to image and mimic and picture this church the way that Christ has already ordained for us to do. Continue to just lead us and guide us, God. Continue to protect all my truck drivers out there. That's trucking today that's uh, on that highway just trying to make enough money to support their families, God. Allow them to make smart decisions. Allow cars to be careful as they cut them off. Bless them drivers, God. Allow them away from home long periods of time just to put a good food on the table, put clothes on the back, and to send their kids to a decent college to just embetterment their family. Allow their wives to understand or their husband to understand that they're doing a job to support the family. This is a job that's a tough job, but they love. But we're asking you, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continue to protect and guide us. Lift us up as we just go into this political warfare. Allow politics not to divide us as a people, not to divide us as a church, but not to divide us as a whole, but somehow allow us to overcome it through the name of Jesus Christ. And we just want to say amen, amen, amen. Well, <clears throat> it's been a minute, but we're glad we back. We've had some fun. We've had a great time. We have experienced a lot, but I am not going to really go into that because what we do is Sunday is church. Wednesday is church biker style. Today, we're going to simply, I'm going to repeat this again. I disagree, but I love you. I disagree, but I love you. If you want to write that title down, I disagree, but I love you. For those of you who remember, because it's been a minute, we are in expository teaching, which means we are verse by verse. Not really all that exegesis and all that good stuff that, that, that I had to learn in seminary. I passed. But we're, we're expository teaching. We're simply verse by verse. You know, we're in the book of Acts. We're wrapping up chapter 15. We're in verses 30 through 41. Verses 30 through 41, chapter 15 in the book of Acts. I always like to say, if God lays it on your heart, uh, we're asking you to please support Queen City Bike Church. You can go to our app, capital letters QCBC, CLT, or just Queen City Bike Church, and they'll pull it up. Also, lock us in in your contacts. Uh, that also helps you get to us quicker. Continue to listen to the podcast. Uh, continue to listen to the podcast, our YouTube page. Uh, we getting ready for it. We kind of ready. I did a lot of videos on this here thing. I just got to get get better with my editing and I'm going to drop something. Continue to support the Motorcycle Entertainment Television. Our podcast name is Straight Talk with the Q. Straight Talk with the Q. So, 
That's Wednesday show. Also, once again, follow the cue. <laughs> I had that written down. I said, pause. I know if y'all saw my notes, you would laugh too. Follow the cue. Please follow us as we just simply try to uh, embetterment us in a betterment way. A part of me wanted to take these verses and switch them over to Wednesday, but I knew I had to stay expository for Sunday. Because think about this here. A lot of us disagree. A lot of us don't, especially church folks. And I'm going to say this later on, but right now we finna see the church split. We finna see what, what I like to say on record, the first church split. We knew that there was multiple and different style churches because of the 11 disciples that's still alive. And then they brought Paul into. So we knew that each disciple had his own way of teaching. Each disciple had his own way of moving. Each disciple had his own, own way of motivating people to Christ. Each disciple had their, we know, character and personality that was different. We know that, but they didn't have to split up because they was already going their own separate ways, doing their own thing for the kingdom. But what we have is we got Paul and Baronimus. We've been with Paul and Baronimus for a while. We've seen them do great things. We've seen them get confused, get a little questioned. They went back to the disciples. They went back to the church. They said, hey, we need to have a come to Jesus meet because we kind of confused on some things that they questioned us about. And, and, and in the midst of all of this, learning and teaching, <clears throat> we get to see now why there are four churches on every block. Because I, I, you know, I'm not a lifer in church. But I have learned in my short time of being in church, honestly, I hate to say it, some of the worst people out there are church people. I mean, they're they just nasty. And, and, and a lot of these pastors, they're so egotistically jealous of everything that somebody else do, that they, they wonder why they can't function the way they function. They have no idea the direction that their church is going in. You've been in a church for 15, 20, 30 years, you hang around Pastor E for a little while, put on a vest, hang around bikers. Now you're a biker-friendly church. Lord have mercy. Thank God I ain't mad at you. Because you don't know who you are. You don't know your place. You've never understood your calling. All you are is you a fad. You see what somebody else do on social media, you do. You see what another preacher do, you do. You have no idea direction for your calling, but you mad at everybody else for what they doing successful. Oh, I'm mad at the marriage club. Why? That's their thing. It works for them. Oh, I'm 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 mad at Bishop T D Jakes. Why? That's his thing. It works for him. Oh, I see now he done turned over the the, the woman that I lose to his daughter. That young lady is finna do some miraculous things for women in our community. But we just cannot support and lift up one another uh, because, you know, think about it. Sometimes we may be on the same path, but we just see things differently. No one is wrong. No one is right. We just different. We just simply different. Yeah, I am a 100% sanctioned biker church. People say, what do you mean when you say sanctioned? Before we started this church, I went to, and I can say this publicly because I did it. I went to every OMC in our city, 
to get permission to start this church. They all granted us this. Now, did I have to do that necessarily? No. And a couple of them said, you know, you didn't have to do this, E, but they respected me for me doing this. Now, you just see what I do and you think it's easy. A lot of motorcycle ministers don't even know. And I, I'm going to start saying things publicly. You wearing your vest across state lines because of the people that I sat down and met with. But we don't understand that it's, and we can say this a thousand times, but it's true. We don't understand that it's okay to be different. Because God birthed you from a womb, he birthed you from a womb, he birthed you from a womb, and I can almost promise you most of your mamas don't even know each other. So you come from different origins anyway. But, I mean, think about it. How many preachers out there, honestly, can't stand Joel Osteen? For what? Because he's different? Because he doesn't preach the way you preach? Because he has a smile on his face? Because he makes people feel good about accepting Jesus? It's not the fact, rather, I like him or love him. I do love him. I love his ministry. Because it's differently. It's unique. I can remember when uh, the gospel singer, and I can't thank his name, he got the dreadlocks. Uh, when he first came out, he had a thing with his record label. And... Uh, you know, he does this thing on the rollerblades, the little roller skate, tennis shoe skate things. And Mary Mary was there. And they were saying while he was performing, nobody was paying attention. Because his style at that particular time was so uniquely different. It wasn't what they was used to. And Mary Mary stopped him. And got up there and told everybody, you need to pay attention to what's going on. We know this ain't what, what you used to, but look and listen to what he's doing. It's different, but it's profoundly differently. And it can grow people and bring people. And from there, now we're looking at a, a Grammy Award winning gospel artist. So just because the cue is different, don't mean what I do is meant for you. Just because how you saw me move and how I flow, and we're going to talk about this Wednesday uh, how, how I look so happy and enjoying what I do when I'm on my, my, my motorcycle and it looks so easy. Don't think it's going to be the same for you because you're not in your calling or in your blessing the same way I am. So, yes, we need to understand. I do disagree with you, but I still love you. Doesn't mean that we got to fuss and fight and, you know, you, you and your brothers got to get together and talk about me or you and your wife got to talk about me or you calling other people that don't know me to try to turn. I got more people trying to turn people against me than I'm trying to meet people so they can look good. How that look you trying to turn somebody against somebody and you the one doing the turning. Oh, man, you don't want to like Pastor E because of, but you the one doing the talking. And what's sad is the idiots that follow people like that. You following somebody that's dogging out somebody else like, oh, they're not going to do this to you. Matter of fact, they already done it to you. You just wasn't around when they done it. But we got to learn. Hey, man, I don't agree with that, but I'm cool with what you're doing. How can I help? I don't tell so many people, so many Christians, so many parents, I come here pick up the trash. Just so you can focus on what you do. 
Because to me, I'm loving what you're doing, and I know my boy Logic down there in Dallas. I tell him all the time, I love what you do. I can't really do what you do, but I can listen to what you do, ask questions, pick up nuggets, but I'm not finna do this here. That ain't even me. It works for you, and I'm glad it does. I'm supporting it. I do what I can, and when I can, I can. When I can, I can. I can definitely do one thing. What's that? Pray. But we so differently, there's nothing we can do together. But you know what? We walking together as best friends. We walking together as brothers. But when we do ministry, it's totally different. And you know what? That's great. Because even though our ministry is different, we feeding off of each other. I feed off of him. I might not can't channel what he does for how we operate, but I can take a little bit of nugget of what I'm hearing or what he's teaching and say, huh, let me twist that my way. And it may never look the same. But we so insecure and selfish of each other. We're so jealous of each other. I'm talking, I'm doing a Wednesday message, ain't I? Because we should be able to look and love one another for who we are. Why are you mad at this club because they're growing like, 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 like rain falling out the sky? Every time there's a, a raindrop, it, it grows a new member. Another, every, there's thousands of raindrops and they just keep growing. Every time you look around, they're in a different state. Every time you look around, they're standing up. Why are you mad at them? Maybe, just me, maybe you need to look inward. See, a lot of times we mad at what we see outward, but what we should be mad at is what's inside of us. Because maybe it's you. Or I know you can blame people. Or maybe it's just, I heard it about me. Or maybe it's just you the reason why people don't. You know what? You're probably right. It is me. So I'm just going to leave y'all the hell alone. You know, sometimes you got to I just leave y'all alone. You know what? Sometimes you just got to be that old school Christian just say, the hell with y'all. I'm going to give you to the devil and move on. Sometimes. But we're going to see something in the future. <laughs> These verses are going to show us something in the future. And I'm probably going to mess up some words today, but y'all hang on in there with me. But in verse 30 through 32, it simply says, So the men were sent on their way, and they arrived in the city of Antioch. They gathered the congregation together and delivered the letter. When the people read the letter, they were pleased with the encouragement it brought, Judas and Silas, who were also prophets, spoke along with the spoke a long time to encourage and strengthen the believers. They spoke a long time to encourage people. Now let me say something. When I say this. <laughs> And I and I know I'm, I'm guilty of this myself. So that's why I laugh for. I say I laugh and I wrote it down last night. Y'all get mad at church for having church two, three hours. Man, I do too. <laughs> you know, I sit in there about three hours. I'm ready to go. But these people spoke all day, all day, all day, all day. In this situation, we had like what four speakers now. Two here, two there, and they all got an opinion. Can you imagine what that looked like? Y'all remember years ago at one of the uh, Mega Fests? I think it was, yeah, it was the Mega Fest, because I was there. 
when when T.D. Jakes and, and Bishop Eddie Long was on stage together and it really wasn't stripped about how one would preach and then the other one would say something and then the other. Man, I'm telling you, that was so uplifting. It was so powerful. It was just rocking the Georgia Dome. And, and it wasn't really, and we found out later on it wasn't stripped. It just happened. But they blended it in so well that it shook. Verse 33, after Judas and Silas had stayed in Antioch for some time, the generation sent them back to Jerusalem with friendly greetings to those who sent them. Paul and Barnabas stayed in Antioch. They and many others taught people about the Lord's word and spread the good news. Can I read that last sentence again? I'm going to read it very, very elementary. They and many others taught people about the Lord's word and spread the good news. They and many others, not they and a few, not they and a little bit. What you're seeing here is after whatever this magical letter was that they read, which we never got the whole letter read, but if you follow the scriptures, you will notice that bits and pieces of how Paul teaching comes out of his letter. But more than anything, bits and pieces goes into his letter. I can say that because I read a bunch of commentaries and has already explained that to me. But they was teaching so profound that as they was teaching, others was like, man, I need to go teach this too. I need to go teach this too. Man, I need to get out there and spread this good news too. Think about this here because we got a problem in the church. And you know what our problem is? We're simply not working together no more. I mean, I may even get a little bit more personal. Most of y'all, most of y'all, Queen City Bible Church is part of the Alliance of God. I mean, probably shouldn't say their name, but I am. They don't show up with us. They love me. They like me. But they're afraid of bikers, and they've said this verbally. So instead of them coming along and let's teach and work on this gospel together, they just let me do it my way. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm saying we all in the same bed. We all in the same, as they said, we all in the same bed together. So sometimes we got to float our boat together. Sometimes to be on a rowing team, you need multiple rowers. Row. Roll clear. I don't know how they do it, but you know how you see the little old school stuff and they all roll. Sometimes we got to roll this boat together. 1 Corinthians 16, 11. 1 Corinthians 16, 11. Simply just said, so no one should treat them with contempt. Without calling, give, give him your support for his trip so that he may move, so that, so that he may come to me, expecting him to arrive with other Christians. Simply what it's just simply saying is that no one should treat each other cruel. We should not be quarreling. We should not be bickering. We should not. Listen, what I do, what you do, going to look differently. ABC Motorcycle Club going to look different than DE Motorcycle Club. But guess what? At the end of the day, we all got either two wheels or three wheels. <laughs> rather, rather, you go across the country or I go across town. We all getting on a motorcycle to do it. At the end of the day, we're not differently. A lot of us just can't accept the jokes that come along with that. 
But we're the same. We are equal. We make things different. We, us, me and you. And I, I'm a victim of this. You, you want to know the greatest thing about preaching? I'm just speaking for Eric Call. I know a lot of them ain't speaking for themselves. The greatest thing about preaching for me is every time I get up, there's an imaginary mirror in front of me. And guess what? I'm looking at that mirror as I preach to you, which a lot of times I'm simply just talking about me. I'm just having an expression with you. But as I talk about me, I'm also talking to Jesus. You just lucky to be part of the conversation that me and Jesus is having. That's how I preach. So even though you the bonus and the benefit of what I'm saying, there's an imaginary mirror that I'm simply just talking to Jesus and I get convicted when I be preaching. So hopefully you'll be convicted when you be listening. And guess what? At the end of the day, we all going to hear those famous, same, same words of faithful job. Well done, my servant. Come into the house of the Lord. That's what we want. We want to just come into the house of the Lord. You might not come into my house, but I'm not going to go out there and build you no house. It'll fall down, fall apart. But the greatest carpenter that ever walked this earth right now is building a house for someone to enter. Can you imagine? Because let's say this. I hate to say this, but let's say this. Thousands of people die minutely. The work is never done. You ever think about that? If he's building a house for everybody that died and we know that everybody that breathes is going to take their last breath, they work never's done. They're constantly working all the time. So why do we quit working here on earth? We should always be constantly working to bring people to Christ because Christ is working to welcome you into the kingdom. Can I move on? Can I move on? I might need to stay there because some of y'all probably just missed what I just said. Because Paul said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. In verse 36, it don't say wait a minute. I'm just, I'm just adding that in there because I'm being dramatic. I'm having a Hollywood moment. In verse 36, it says, after a while, Paul said to Baronimus, let's go back to every city that we spread the Lord's word in. We'll visit the believers and see how they are doing. Baronimus Walked, Brian was wanted to take John Mark alone. But however, Paul didn't think this was the right person to take with them alone. John Mark had deserted them, and I can't say that city, but I'm going to say uh, Panapoli, and had not gone with them to do the work. Paul and Baronimus, guess what? They disagreed so sharply that they parted ways. Baronimus took Mark with him and sailed into the islands of Cyprus. Think about this. Paul and Baronimus is arguing. The two noted first missionaries in the New Testament. Yes, we had the disciples, but they wasn't quite called missionaries yet. They was called disciples. They was, they was called apostles. But they wasn't called missionaries yet. So the two first missionaries are out here Fighting over one person. So Paul said, hey, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 time out. This is earthy. This is what I love about Paul. This is how you know Paul ain't been traced all his life. Paul said, wait a minute, dog. Time out, man. Hey, man. This dude deserted us. He didn't want to come along for a ride, but now we're going to give him the glory. No, man, we're not going to do that. See, Paul for a moment became a man. 
a man of a man, not a man of God, but a man. Wait a minute. When I was out here pounding this here, walking these here rocks, walking this here heat, walking this here coat, homeboy Mark didn't want to come along with me, but he wanted to glorify. See, he wanted to show up for the big show. Y'all see it all the time. Y'all got members in y'all club. They never get together when y'all have y'all local dinner. But let us say, let's go to Rare Breed in California. Everybody want to go. Let us go to the Kings of the South in Atlanta. Everybody want to go. Let's go to Next Level in Tampa. Everybody want to go. See, they want to show up for the big show, but they don't want to show up for the intimate time. And what Paul is saying, wait a minute. When it was time to be intimate and do God's work, maybe not so publicly, this guy was not there. And Barai was looking at him saying, so? <laughs> you know, so, so now they arguing back and forth. But check this out. I'm getting ahead. Check this out. I'm going way ahead. Check this out. I'm going to move a whole bunch of books ahead. But check this out how it happened. Because if you know the scriptures, guess what? You're going to know one thing. Paul is going to end up loving on Mark. Mark is going to end up helping Paul in his ministry. Paul is going to end up helping Mark in his ministry. Paul is going to welcome Mark later on. All Paul was saying was right now he needs a little bit of training. See, sometimes our arrogance and sometimes our cockiness and sometimes it's who we are don't listen to what the person is trying to take us. See, some of us don't have mentors in our lives because you think you know everything. This was a moment I wasn't there, but I'm going to say this here. I promise you I wasn't. I know. I, I promise you I wasn't there, but I got to say this here. Baronimus had a moment of ego. Paul had a moment of teaching, and they argued about it. Well, Paul was probably saying, look, dog, wait a minute. He ain't ready yet. He's not ready yet. So we're not going to let him preach yet. We're not going to let him teach yeah, now like I said, I wasn't there. I don't know this ain't in the scripture. This is me just giving an explanation of how sometime in church we think, but we need to eliminate that thinking. See, and then later on, when Paul felt like he was ready, or better yet, when Paul knew he was ready, he grabbed him. He hugged him. And he let Mark help him with his ministry. And Paul helped Mark with his ministry. But on this day, now we got Presbyterian and the Protestant. Presbyterian and Pentecost. Now I'm not saying that's what the denominations that they were, but now you see why we got a church on every block. Two of the first, but you want to know the truth about this here? And I have to say this, this was a Holy Spirit argument because together, they had went as far as they can go for what God needed. See, in order to spread the church out, God needed some people to be different. And as long as these two was together, they was on the same path. But God needed his church over here. He needed his church over here because later on, you're going to see a very, right now you finna see because I'm almost close. I'm going to go ahead and get there. Paul chose Silas as they left the believers and trusted him in the Lord's care. Paul went through the providence of Syria and Sicily and strengthened the churches. Now, that's important. That was extremely important that Paul probably did. This is why I say the Holy Spirit moves us 
sometimes in a way we didn't see. Get this. Who is Silas? He's a Roman. He's a Roman citizen. So guess what happened to Paul's ministry? He got to go into Rome because now he's with a Roman citizen. So sometimes when the move happens, it's not your thinking. It's the Holy Spirit guiding us there. Because with Mark, Paul probably would have still got to Rome, but he wouldn't have got there as quick. But with Silas, he was able to walk into the door with the door wide open because he followed a Roman citizen going home. So never look down on your situation. Never look down on your situation. That place that you're in now may be the place that's holding you back from a better place. See, some of us to look at our situation, we'll look down on. We think, oh, well, man, I've been beat up. I've been badgered. I've been this. But maybe sometime you placed in that downward situation that some of us, we keep looking at downwardly so long, we can't come out of it. Maybe you needed to be in that situation. I know it hurt it. I know it was with pain. I know it beat you up. I know you feel so sorry for yourself. I know you suffer from depression. I know you're going to get counseling. But you needed to be there so God can lift you up so you can bring somebody else out of that situation because if you ain't never drove 75 you don't know what 75 feel like you just stay at 55 so think about that Paul and Baronimus done done great things but Paul and Baronimus couldn't get over the hill so God Gave them a simple man by the name of Mark to argue about. And let's not forget now, Mark going to do great things. Mark going to do wonderful things in ministry. Because like I say, he's going to be there with Paul. Paul going to be with him. They're going to still do ministry together. It's just not going to look the same. But for God to get his word to go further, I'm finna hurt y'all feelings. He took Two best friends, two of the best is friends, two friends who've been stoned together, spit on, beat on, laughed at, picked at, mocked at. He took two guys who've been through the trenches. He took two guys, I'm ex-military, I'm army, who've been in the foxhole together who sat there and had to meditate and talk about how we're going to come out of this foxhole alive and return to our families. God took two people who emotionally loved each other and allowed them to argue. And the reason why I say that argument was a Holy Spirit argument, because if it wouldn't have never happened, we wouldn't have churches like we do that reach different people for where they are. So he had to split them up. Veronimus still did ministry because he took Mark with him. Paul still did ministry and he took Silas with him. Ministry did not stop. It just looked differently. It just sounded differently. It hooped and hollered differently. It had a smile differently. It educated differently. It walked 
differently. The church was small. The church was medium. The church was big. The church was large. It all looked differently. But at the end of the day, I got a whole bunch of Bibles, but I bought all them Bibles from Lifeway Christian Bookstore, which everybody else probably did. So at the end of the day, it sounds different, but it's the same gospel. The way I talk is just differently. I'm country. I'm from Bedford Park. I don't speak clear English, and I'm okay with that. Let truth be told, medically, I'm Delexa, and I got ADHD. So it's not going to come the same. But sometimes God will divide you to become great. The problem is we can't come back together to build on that greatness, especially as black people. So we get divided. We just hate each other. We don't call or check on one another. We don't call to see how each other's doing. We don't call to support each other's men. First of all, especially if you're trying so hard to become like this ministry, you're really going to hate that person. Knowing you're never going to be like this person. You're never going to be like this person. You're never going to be like Queen City Biker Church. You may be better than Queen City Biker Church. You may be greater than Queen City Biker Church. But you're never going to be like Queen City Biker Church. Because the Holy speaks to me differently than what he speaks to you. The Holy Spirit pushes me a different... You can travel across this country all day and no but two people follow you. I can travel across this whole country and 500 people follow me. Another pastor fought, travels across this country, 6,000 people follow them. So we just different. But we all doing the same will and work of God. Now you have a question to ask. And it's simple. Will you do it? Will you support someone? Will you believe in someone? Will you help someone? You ever hear the story about Billy Graham? Billy Graham told this story. And this I'm closing, so we started late, so I'm going in late. Billy Graham told this story, and they asked him about his preaching and how when he preaches, he fills out arenas college-sized arenas, 90, 100,000 people. And Billy Graham said, my preaching means nothing. What I'm doing up there is nothing. I'm just the guy that's delivering the word. What you guys don't see is while I'm up there preaching and all these here people is coming forward and we have altar call, I got hundreds of pastors that's on all these roles. They're the ones that's doing the mission. They're the ones that's preaching. They're the ones that's laying hands on people. They're the ones that's crying with you. They're the ones that's wiping their eyes with you. What I'm doing means nothing. The real work of God is the work that you don't see and don't talk about. See, the work that you don't see is I got three, four hundred pastors from across the globe who may not be wearing collars, but they're standing out here touching people. That's the work that you don't see. See, the problem is a lot of y'all want to be Billy Graham, but no one wants to touch nobody. See, the problem is a lot of y'all want to be the lights, camera, action, and glitter, but you don't want to reach nobody. See, you don't want to get out there in the trenches. See, you want to pretend to be biker and, and flash your cash out because somebody told you, oh, bikers give a lot of money. 
But what you don't want to do, and then you'll talk about us. But what you want to do is get out there and be one. You show up, but you're so holier that now nobody wants to be around you. You ain't watched a football game a day in your life, so you can't even talk about sports. See, what Billy Graham was saying, I'm just a guy who opens the Bible. But them three, four hundred pastors you see out there, they the ones that's delivering the word of God. See how the work continues? And that's what we're missing in this world today. Somebody needs to deliver the word of God while somebody teaches the word of God. Y'all probably won't get there, but I'm okay with that. But at some point, we got to get it or we all going to miss out, including myself. We're going to miss out. We got to build this foundation of Jesus Christ together. Yeah, it's going to look, it should look differently. I mean, why not? That's what makes it great. I'm not Baptist. I'm not Presbyterian. I'm not apostolic. I'm not Catholic. Couldn't even be none of them if I tried to be. But I can be a bad, you know what, biker church. Because this is all I know. This way I'm happy yet. This way I can stand here and smile and bring the word of God to you with joy. I'm not finna hoop up and holler. I'm not finna take my shirt off. I'm not finna. I love to dress nicely, but I dress my own style. That's what makes us profoundly different. So listen, come back Wednesday, straight talk with the Q. We like to call it where bikers meet the Bible and the Bible meet the bikers. And we just kind of have a little bit. We're going to really have fun Wednesday. I got a real good topic Wednesday. I kind of hit it on my topic a little bit. I always tell y'all that if you kind of watch me, I kind of throw hints towards my topic, but y'all ain't catching on. Once again, before I close, I'm going to open up with this Wednesday. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to so many of y'all that followed me across this here country. Your prayers, uh, your prayers, uh, your prayers, uh, your prayers brought me home. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for so many of y'all checking on me, following you, for so many of y'all that ain't even part of the bike world that, that wanted my glimpse when, when you heard me mention it because you wanted to follow. I Really, that means a lot to me because I'm just this little old guy that's just having fun. It means a lot to me. And I can't say that enough, but I'm simply going to say it again today. Thank you. I'm going to open up with it Wednesday. Thank you, man, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We want to say thank you so much for allowing us to just stand before you in the midst of all that's going on, God. Thank you for allowing this little old bitty weedy small church to stand before you and say, we love Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ loves you. We simply want to say thank you for giving us the opportunity to be here, God. There are so many people going through so much. You know, we got bikers to steer injured. Bikers that went down, bikers that having family problems, bikers that struggling with jobs, bikers that struggling with finances. God, we need those bikers to be uplifted by the glorified name of Jesus Christ. We need the Holy Spirit to, to take them in. We need those bikers to accept Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean life's going to get better. It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It just means that you're going to have a better understanding in the life that you live through Jesus Christ. And we ask in all this in your name, the name of Jesus Christ. And we simply want to say amen, amen, amen.